that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. How are you today? What a wonderful day we have this morning, and I'm going to challenge you to make it even better. I'm going to challenge you to make a difference today. I'm going to ask you to find the motivation, whatever that is, to make a change within yourself, a change that carries positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond that. So for this one hour, I'm asking you to spend this time listening, thinking about how this information presented here today applies to you, not your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker, just you. You are the only person you can really change. You are the only person that you are responsible for. And you are the person that can truly make a difference. Yeah, I know you're busy. We're all busy. We lead very busy lives. And sometimes that feels so good to be busy. And sometimes busy just means distracted. A distraction that might lead us away from our goals or cause us to lose focus. Do you take for granted the people in your life and the actions that you take that are most important to you? Are you letting things slide a little bit, not quite so diligent on staying focused on the things that are really important? Are you spending your energy on things that don't really matter? What are the choices you make in your world? How do you touch the lives of the people that you meet? Do you create sunshine wherever you are? Let's start this morning by making our own sunshine. What are you grateful for today? Look around your world. See the many blessings that enfold your life. This morning, it is a wonderful, cool, crisp spring morning. And for whatever reason, there is the scent of campfire in the air. I'm sure one of my neighbors had a small fire last night. And you know that scent of, of burning wood or old burned out wood gives me that soothing feeling of being in a campground with that gentle pace and the quiet sounds of nature. Although in the spring, have you noticed the birds aren't so quiet? They're quite active early in the morning and very, very chattery, praising God in their own way. And I'm grateful this week for the squirrels that live in my tree. They are taking delight in playing with the cats. They taunt them into a game of chase, and then they leave them in the dust. It is great entertainment. And this week, we also had the pleasure of the neighbor's Jack Russell, who came to visit during the weekend. He made a hole for himself in the fence, and then he found a new playmate with the youngest cat in our pride. I so enjoy the games that animals play, don't you? They show us pure joy. And it reminds us to take the moment 
to play, to be creative, to enjoy laughter and relaxation. This morning, I'm going to continue that theme of creativity that we started last week. I want to talk about creativity. I've been thinking about that for quite some time. And I don't mean my own creativity, but just in general, the process of being creative. You know, I'm always fascinated with how the brain works and how we are uniquely human and the things that we do that are basic needs, like creativity and play. So I've been wondering about how we develop creativity. And I've wondered if creativity is just something that only certain people are given. Certainly there are people who seem to be more creative or pursue their creativity with greater passion. But I think within us, we are all creative. And I don't believe that creativity is something that just happens. Just like talent, I believe that creativity can be developed, expanded, and strengthened. So what is creativity, really? Well, it's the act of creation, yes. But is it more? Is it some aspect of our minds that needs expression? We are all creative. Think about a child at play. Give a child any object and then let them use their imaginations. Their creativity is amazing. We lose or forget that raw ability, many of us. The structure of our lives in our schools and in our society trains some of our creativity out of us. It's not lost exactly. We just learn not to use it or give it voice. Creativity is an innate need, like play. In our human state, we have the need to be creative, to express ourselves in some way that stimulates new ideas or new avenues of doing something. And we each find a way to indulge our creativity. And it's not just through art. That's only one way. There are many, many ways and many, many opportunities for creativity. When we develop a skill to the point that it is our own, One of the aspects of that development is that we take our own liberties with how we perform that skill. We become more creative with it, and then it becomes uniquely ours, like a signature that we put on whatever it is that we do. And it can be our work, or it can be our avocation, the thing that we do just because it's pleasing to us. Sometimes it is through craft whatever that may be for us, that we express our creativity. And it can be in our daily tasks. Periodically, I have the blessing of enjoying a few days of freedom to focus on my craft. When I visit my sister, I have this blessing of uninterrupted time to focus on craft. My sister lives in a very, very small town, a a rural community, where lots of people practice craft. It's a very different place from where I live. People there do things with their hands. My sister is learning woodcraft. A friend came to give her a lesson on turning bowls from wood on her lathe. And my brother-in-law learned blacksmithing in his retirement. Another neighbor renovated a small couch using recycled building materials and his own efforts. And he created a beautiful guest house to share with family and friends. Many of my sister's friends practice some craft that is uncommon now. 
And I also practice a craft that is rapidly disappearing. I've spoken before about learning seat weaving. I choose to spend some time each week in that craft because that craft is so soothing, satisfying, and fulfilling for me. And when I take that time to practice my craft, I begin to wonder about the process of creativity. Is it just the time to reflect that the craft provides me? Is it that when I practice my craft, I change the pace of my life? Because I must slow down in order to weave. Does that change my perspective on other areas of my life? Or is the slower pace simply a way to shut off the chatter in my head, the constant stream of thoughts and the balancing act of the many, many plates that I spin in the air every day? I know you're busy too. You know what I'm talking about. That's why we take a vacation, to change the pace. What I've learned is that it is not the shutting off of the chatter, but the ability to listen to the chatter in a new way a way that allows me to have greater access to my own creative insights. It is more than just a change in pace. The change in the rhythm is soothing, yes, but that doesn't account for the satisfaction I feel as I do my craft, even before the project is finished. I have this satisfaction as I see the project progress, when I see the weaving beginning to take shape, when I see the beginnings of the pattern evolve before my eyes, Perhaps what I'm describing is mindfulness. I find that when I practice my craft, my mind is quiet. I am in the process of the craft and savoring every moment. And even when I'm frustrated with the progress or the challenge of the piece, and I do have challenging pieces, I am still in the moment. That is the real gift of the craft for me. So, Let's expand this out beyond my experience and into yours. I don't know what you do. I don't know where you experience your own creativity. You can call. I'd welcome your calls or your emails to tell me about your craft. I'd love to hear about other things that people use as their creative outlet and how that affects them. But I can imagine the different ways that this evolves the different crafts that you might do. The process of cooking can be a great creative outlet, can't it? Collecting brightly colored fresh vegetables, the process of chopping the food, preparing the ingredients, blending the flavors, and creating a beautiful presentation. That can be a very real expression of creativity and just as satisfying and soothing as what I experience when I weave. If you practice any of the needle arts, you know this process. From a ball of yarn, casting on the first stitch, to the repetitive meditative rhythm of the needles, watching the garment begin to take shape. The artist knows this process, from blank canvas to initial sketch, laying on the color, seeing the work begin to take shape. Finally, that moment of completion, satisfaction, when it's done. Athletes must feel this too, this change of thought from chatter to quiet as one is immersed in the motion, the movement of the sport. I have experienced this as a rock climber. On the rock or on the mountain, 
No other world exists. It's easy to be totally present, fully engaged in the moment. And this is the one aspect of creativity, or this is one of the aspects of creativity described in the book Imagine How Creativity Works by Jonah Lehrer. A very specific requirement in the process of creativity is that quieting, that slowing down or withdrawing from attending to the external world and focusing inward. And so there is an aspect of mindfulness in the process of creativity. So if we consider that it is mindfulness, a presence that is part of the creative process, I wonder what would follow from that presence. I wonder what we discover as we become fully immersed in that process of whatever it is that we find to be creativity or craft. I wonder what you experience as you allow yourself that space, or do you? Do you give yourself time for creativity? Do you give yourself that space to pursue creativity, the fulfillment and satisfaction of allowing your imagination to give you new ideas or to produce a work of art? I wonder if you do. We're going to take a short break now, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the process of creativity. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear? That Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both. And it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. 
You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. This morning, we're talking about the process of creativity. And all the components, well, not all of the components, but some of the components that go into developing creativity within each of us. Perhaps creativity is more than just some people who seem very, very talented or extremely creative. Yeah, I think there are people who come by that naturally. But I also think that every one of us can develop that process and develop that ability for creativity. This process that starts with going within is actually necessary in order to access the information being generated continuously by the right hemisphere of the brain. When we get quiet, we can begin to focus on those great creative ideas. What we don't realize, I don't think, is that our right hemisphere is constantly generating new ideas, continuously processing information. The right side of the brain, the part of our brain that is our intuitive side, is continually processing information, but not like the logical, linear left side that analyzes information, organizes it, and stores it for future reference. But the right hemisphere works in a more tangential, associative way. The right side of the brain processes information in terms of associations, unusual connections, and irrational and remote concepts. Sometimes the information we receive from our right brain is referred to as our gut or our instinct or just our knowing. We can call it our wisdom. When we use the right side of our brain to access what we know about a person we encounter or a relationship we are in, we may call this instinct or refer to this as our subconscious. If we apply this wisdom to an artistic expression or a problem that we cannot solve logically, we call it creativity. And in a not-so-surprising way, the path of creativity mimics the path of talent. There must be a period of frustration. In In the aspect of creativity, the frustration is so strong that it causes us to let go of what we know, to give up, so to speak, the usual methods that we apply to a problem. It is a dark moment. We've heard it called the dark night of the soul, a place of despair. I think sometimes we have to have this dark moment, this place when 
where we are not sure that anything will work out, so that we do shut off all of our previous systems of problem solving. It is almost as if we have to disconnect the established neuronal networks so that a new system can form. And despair tends to lead us to move inward. We become quiet in the storm when we get to despair. Giving up is sometimes the most profound moment of the process because we stop trying to force a solution. We stop trying to make sense of things and we let go of what has always been. The letting go opens the window for a new idea. The reflecting inward ensures that we will hear the idea when it bounces out of the right brain stream of remote associations that are really the source of all of our new ideas. Now, when we already know that when we develop a talent or when we have a learning of a new thing, the emotion of frustration actually strengthens the neuronal pathway of the thing that we are focused on. It makes the memory and the associations related to that thing stronger. Literally, we get a physiological change, the myelin sheath, the covering of the nerve or the nerve pathway becomes thicker when something is learned with a little bit of frustration before it is figured out. If we know that about talent and we apply that to what we know about creativity, what's interesting is that we find a similarity. There are particular brainwave patterns that are associated with creative insight. Now, I don't know that anyone has actually studied the myelin sheath of those neuronal pathways yet, but it makes sense that the frustration that we experience with something, something related to our creativity or something related to a problem that we just can't seem to solve, that that same process would do the same thing. That when we finally get that insight and we begin to pursue that insight, because of the frustration, we actually create a stronger neuron pathway. The neuroscientists that studied creativity have demonstrated a particular brainwave pattern that is associated with creative insight. There is an explosion of one particular type of brainwave, ex- of brainwave when the mind accesses a creative insight. So as you become aware of a new creative idea, it's actually visible on an EEG, an electroencephalograph. It measures brainwave activity. In fact, the scientists discovered that they could see the insight on the EEG approximately eight seconds before the person became aware of the insight. So the brainwave activity shows up before the person is consciously aware of the thought. And that brainwave pattern only shows up when the mind is relaxed. So if you're trying to think, 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 think through a problem and you can't get anywhere and you have no ideas of how to solve it, it is relaxing and stepping away that will actually solve the problem. So you are already aware of information about meditation, aren't you? Do you meditate? You know that meditation is a good way to keep your energy and your mood balanced. And maybe you even know that when you meditate consistently, you are more effective in your problem resolution and creative ideas. You do know this, right? 
Well, here's what's happening in your brain. Your right hemisphere is constantly generating a steady stream of remote associations. These are ideas that are not connected in an obvious way. But these ideas reflect a connection to current or past experiences and ideas. And sometimes in things that, you know, you've just encountered once, but your brain, of course, recorded everything. It's sort of like a pinball machine with all these different unrelated objects and the ball bounces back and forth randomly. And that's the connection between the objects. And that's what your right hemisphere is doing. It's just kind of bouncing back and forth between all these different ideas. We only pay attention to those ideas and connections when we are relaxed. Literally, we can only hear them or allow them into our awareness if we're not focused on all the day-to-day stuff, if we're not in our left hemisphere. If we are focused on the details of a problem, we lose the ability to access that stream of ideas. If we are anxious or frustrated or over-focused on the problem, we are looking outside of us for the solution. Our intuition comes from within. The insight that comes from our own creative process comes from listening to that stream of remote ideas that may seem to be unrelated. And it may seem that they're unrelated to the problem. But that stream of remote ideas offers the most likely and effective solution. Both the process of relaxation and a positive mood have influence on our ability to access a creative solution or new idea. There was research done to measure intuitive response in relation to correct answers on, to problems. So people were given a test and they weren't given long enough to answer each question uh, to problem solve it. In other words, to figure it out logically. They had to respond very quickly. And so in responding to the question, they had to use their intuition. They essentially had to guess the right answer. The research demonstrated that people who were in a positive mood were 25% more likely to intuit the correct answer to those problems than the people who were generally gloomy or moody. And here's the interesting thing. The positive mood could be transient. They also did the study and gave those some people a brief exposure to a funny video that then they gave them the test and those people even though they had, you know weren't necessarily overall a positive person but after a brief exposure to a funny video they generated that same 25% improvement over the gloomy moody people laughter improves our intuition so if despair and frustration are necessary to let go of old solutions that don't work anymore. And new ideas are generated through quieting and reflection. Is there a time that is better for us to access our creativity and intuition? It turns out that there is. Have you ever gotten a stream of really great ideas during your morning shower? Or just before you drifted off to sleep? Ever wonder why you get those really great ideas when you are in the middle of something else? Well, part of the reason is that the right hemisphere of your brain is particularly active as you are waking up in the morning. 
a sleepy brain has some really great ideas. Maybe because when your brain is sleepy, you haven't engaged your noisy, logical left hemisphere yet, and you are relaxed enough to listen to the great ideas your right hemisphere is generating. But beyond that, the right brain actually is more active in that time just as you wake up. Now, I know you're busy. If you are one of those last-minute alarm clock, launch yourself out of bed like a catapult, run through the shower, breakfast in the car kind of persons, you will miss the time of your best ideas. You'll miss the time when you have the best access to your creativity. Yeah, I know, you're busy. That's my point. If you are so busy that you don't sit still, if you are so busy that you can't take several moments to let your brain bring new ideas to your awareness, then the price you pay is limited creativity. A person who takes several minutes in the morning to gently greet the day, a person who takes the time to reflect with gratitude, learns to listen to that inner voice, the right hemisphere generator for new ideas, that person has access to their creativity. Taking that a step further, the person who regularly practices meditation has the ability to control his or her thoughts. That means he can shift his mood to a positive state and relax enough to quiet the logical and judgmental thinking so as to listen to the creative voice within. On a physiological level, the person who meditates can generate an increase in alpha waves in the brain. Those alpha waves are how the researchers could predict that an insight was about to occur. The alpha waves show up on an EEG eight seconds before the awareness of the insight does. So if you intentionally shift your brain to these alpha waves, almost like changing the channel on the TV, then you can shift your mind to a more imaginative and creative state. But it is not a more focused state that generates new ideas and more imagination. In fact, forcing one's attention to stay on a problem results in less imagination, not more. Focusing on the details of the problem results in more frustration, not more creativity. Ruminating on the problem will not allow the brain to shift to imagination. Literally, by focusing on the problem, you stay in the left hemisphere of your brain, repeating old solutions that you have already ruled out as ineffective. Einstein said, we cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created it. Now, one more thing before we take a break. If you have some level of ADHD, this is an asset when it comes to creativity. People with ADHD across the board will have access to more ideas and imagination than the person who does not have this thinking style. Of course, that is only if there's no medication given for the issue. That's right. Stimulants, including caffeine and those treated, used to treat ADHD, will increase the ability to focus, but the trade-off is a diminished creativity. The drugs all shift the brain out of the right hemisphere and into the left frontal cortex, the logical evaluative part of the brain. Conversely, in one study done with the individuals who were di diagnosed ADHD and those without stimulant treatment actually increased their creativity and imagination and significantly increased the likelihood of creative achievement regardless of their field of study or expression. I'd like you to consider that for just a moment. As we take a break now, you're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned.
which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear? That Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We're talking about the process of creativity and how to access that creative stream of new ideas that always is there and available, coming out of the right hemisphere of your brain. Do you like to daydream? Daydream can be a very effective way of accessing your creativity. But it's not just any kind of daydreaming. You see, you can daydream, let your mind wander off, but have no awareness of the many things you're thinking about. Well, that might be nice for relaxation. It's really useful for taking a little break and just kind of wandering off. But in terms of your creativity, it is useless. It's only the daydreaming in which you catch yourself daydreaming and become aware of the thoughts that surfaced as you daydreamed that are useful. 
It is the same process of tapping into the constant stream of remote associations and new ideas that gives rise to creative solution or new applications of an existing tool. Oh, and before you think that using some form of a relaxant like alcohol will help you get into that daydream state, think again. Alcohol blocks your awareness of your daydreaming thoughts. You do go into that relaxation state with a little alcohol, but not in a way that is useful for your creative endeavors. You are more likely to miss that great insight or new idea if you have had any alcohol before you begin this daydreaming process. So, how would you use this information that we've discussed so far? Well, if you are stuck on a problem, it is important to recognize that the more you try to force yourself to find an answer, the less likely you are to do so. Whether it's a work problem or a personal one, you are better off walking away. Literally. Take a walk. Look at the trees and the flowers. Calm yourself into a quiet state of mind. Let your mind wander. Some workplaces actually allow for distraction breaks. In my house, I have built-in distraction breaks. It's the cats. In fact, there's one on my lap right now who thinks I need a distraction break. When I need to walk away, there is always a cat asking for attention. They know. <clears throat> While Google might be well known for these distraction breaks, the ping pong table, the couch, it was not their idea originally. The 3M Corporation, think scotch tape and sticky notes, has been doing this for many, many years before Google was even a company. In fact, the 3M Corporation values new ideas so much that it is built into their structure and culture. They regularly hold cross-departmental meetings to share new research in case another researcher might think of another application for that product. They regularly transfer their staff to new projects so as to bring fresh ideas to a current project or research. And they allow within the work schedule both distraction breaks and bootleg hours. They actually expect 15% of the employee's time to be spent on ideas that haven't been currently explored. They're expected to go off on an idea and see if there's any merit to it, any value. An idea that's not in production or even in research yet. An idea that may have no current application but might simply intrigue the researcher. It is this philosophy that has created a company that has almost as many products as they have employees. Did I mention that they have more than 55,000 products on the market? That's innovation. You can allow yourself a distraction break when you work. You can allow yourself a time to daydream as long as you pay attention to your daydreams. And you can go outside and look at the sky. Why look at the sky? Well, it seems that the color blue, like the color of the sky, also increases creativity. In a study published by Ravi Mehta and Ru Zhu in Science, um, that's a, the Digest Science, in 2009, it was demonstrated that color affects the mind's ability to perform certain tasks. Specifically, the color red increases attention to detail and the overall accuracy of that detail. The color blue will temporarily diminish short-term memory, but 
increase imagination. The color blue increases creative output. Imagining blue skies and blue ocean waters calms us, calming our minds, relaxing, allows us to access that right hemisphere and its entire wonderful stream of ideas and unusual associations. So play with me for just a moment. You'll need a piece of paper and something to write with, and you know I like crayons or colored pencils, but anything to write with will do. Now, look around wherever you're sitting for some common object, something that sits on your desk or something that you look at every day. Got it? I'm using a paperclip. Now, take a moment to look at something blue. Look out the window at the blue sky, if the sky is blue today where you are. If there isn't anything blue in your environment, then just use your imagination. Imagine yourself outside under a deep blue sky. Or if you like the ocean, you can imagine yourself looking at that deep blue water. Only use an image if that image is calming and soothing to you. If I ever suggest an image that doesn't work for you, you can just ignore it and use something that is right for you. So take an easy, deep breath and let yourself move into that sort of daydreaming place. Okay, good. So now, now that you are in a relaxed or even dreamy state, look at that common object you've chosen. A piece of string, a paper clip, something small, an everyday object. Notice that object as if it is the first time you have ever seen it. And make a list of all the uses you can think of for that object. That's right. Maybe you've done this before. It's a common exercise. Just start to write down. Write everything that you can think of that that object might be used for. Be outrageous. Some of your ideas might be common. Some might be unusual. Some might be truly unique. Just have fun with it. Play with that. And you can even let yourself laugh about your ideas. That's right. And a few more seconds. Okay, so how many ideas are on your list? I did this exercise earlier this week. My first list was about 10 items. I found a paperclip and began thinking about all the things that I can do with a paperclip. I can hold papers together, that's obvious. I found several in one of my books as bookmarks. I use paperclips as hooks to hang my outdoor Christmas lights. I've seen a paperclip used as a very dangerous weapon. I've used a paperclip as a drawing tool on scratch-through drawings. I've used a paperclip as a pin, a prop for small ha house plants, a picture hanger, and an ornament holder. I've closed bags of snacks with a paperclip, and I've used a paperclip as a structure around which to build a sculpture. I've used it as a pendulum attached to a string. I've held curtains in place and cleaned out small crevices with a paperclip. Okay, that's 14. You get the picture. What did you come up with? So can we increase our creativity? Of course we can. Creativity is only limited if we believe it is limited. Creativity is really expansive. Once we allow ourselves to access our creativity and unleash it, we become more and more creative, like the mind of the child. Remember how creative you are, the great imagination you have. I have a friend, a professional colleague. She used to tell me that Children only need five toys. Now, I don't know that I ever knew what all five were, but I know that three of them were a ball, a box, 
and a doll. So think of that. Give a child nothing more than a ball, a box, and a doll, and watch the endless games they play. You know, that's the disappointment that parents feel when they buy expensive fancy toys for their child and the child spends more time playing with the box that it came in rather than the toy. That's because oftentimes there's more opportunity for the child to interact with the box and their own imagination than there is with the toy. Children love to use their imaginations. They love to make up games, to try new variations on a game, and to work out all sorts of imaginary scenes in their play. That's why they like dress-up and action adventures. We have this innate ability within us. You may have stored it away somewhere because you were so busy with your responsibilities. Why is it that we think creativity and responsibility are mutually exclusive? They're not. In fact, we could meet our responsibilities more easily if we could allow our creative genius to work things out. Now go back to your list. If you were to do this exercise a second time, allowing just one minute for each attempt, and then a third time, you would notice something very amazing. Each time, you would have a longer list. You would actually get more and more creative the more times you did the exercise. And if you were to share your ideas with one other person, especially someone who's also doing the exercise, you would find that your list get even longer. As you allow your creativity to expand, you access more ideas. And as you hear other people's ideas, it triggers new ideas for you. As you continue to come up with new ideas, you come up with more outrageous and unusual ideas. This is where innovations are born. Do you see? The more that you develop your creativity, the more effective you are at seeing new solutions to old problems. This is exciting. And this is all within the power of your mind. You can access more creativity. Now, doing this exercise, sometimes we tend to start with our logical mind. That's what I did. What are the logical things that I use a paperclip for? But when we get quiet and we go to that place where we can hear that stream of remote associations out of our right hemisphere, that's when we get new ideas. That's when we get really creative. That's where innovation comes from. An idea, an unusual idea, will always come from the right hemisphere of our brain. All you need to do is learn how to access that powerful part of your creativity. Now, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll finish up this topic of the process of creativity. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. 
You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear? That Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both. And it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. Stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Okay, so we're talking about the process of creativity and how you can access your own creativity and how creativity is within every single one of us, no matter who we are. And there's still more, so much more to talk about when we're talking about creativity. You see, it's not enough to have a great idea. An idea is only useful if it's explored, refined, and put into action. And it can take weeks, months, even years to move an idea into usefulness. Whether it is a painting, a poem, or a new way to use adhesives on the back of a little yellow piece of paper, the idea is just the first step. And then there has to be action. The picture has to be painted, the poem written, or the adhesive applied to the paper. Once this initial action is taken, the real work of creativity is begun. The next phase of creativity is focused. It is the refinement or the research, the trial and error of a new product, or the editing of the words in a novel. This requires hours, attention, and a willingness to revise the original insight into its purest form or greatest application. Now, I could talk about the dopamine in your brain. You see, it takes dopamine to focus attention. The more, the better. There are specific areas of the brain that contain most of the dopamine receptors in the brain. How do we trigger dopamine? 
If dopamine is required for attention, then it might be useful to know how to release this in the brain. Well, the dopamine reward pathway is responsible for the pleasurable feelings generated from the brain. And it doesn't matter to the brain what the activity is that is pleasurable. Ice cream, sex, even drugs, it's all the same in your brain. What's important is not what the activity is, but what the activity does. A happy memory that is pleasurable will trigger the same reward pathway as an actual experience. So it doesn't even have to be anything that's harmful. Just something that you really enjoy. That you kind of get that really great sense of, wow, this was a great day. And imagining that, remembering that, will again trigger that dopamine release. The same neurons that are associated with this pleasure cycle also affect attention. Dopamine in the brain helps us determine which thoughts and elements of our environment are worth paying attention to. In other words, dopamine helps us filter out the useless from the useful. This portion of the brain that generates dopamine is directly wired to the frontal lobe that governs attention, focus, and concentration. When activated, we can ignore distractions. This is where stimulants, including caffeine, help the distractible brain stay focused. So, while diminishing the initial insight or creative idea, treating ADHD with stimulants can improve po focus. That's why we use them for people that have that thinking pattern in their brain. But do you think you can do this naturally? Yes, some people are actually genetically wired to produce more dopamine naturally. Thus they demonstrate better concentration. You can actually change how your brain functions and you can train yourself to release more dopamine. You can practice this focus and rewire your brain to be more focused. Meditation is one of those ways to do it. Controlling your mind, controlling your thinking, the process of EFT, the tapping stuff, that rewires your brain. You can train your brain to release more dopamine. There is another aspect to that connection between the dopamine pathways and the prefrontal lobe of the brain. That is also the area where we store our working memories. Those are the thoughts, the ideas, and the experiences that are currently pertinent to our daily lives. Working memory is the storage vat of short-term memories that we contemplate, utilize, and explore. The more that we are able to store in our working memory, the higher our measurable IQ. The more we access our working memory, the more we make connections of ideas in new and unique ways. Thus, another aspect of creativity is born. These are the small and incremental associations that develop an idea into a working model. This is the ability to refine a collection of words into the essential phrase that succinctly expresses the thought. This is the discovery of small connections made between related ideas. A different aspect of creativity, but just as important for that idea to mature into a useful product or a finished piece of art. So we have just described divergent thinking, the, the access to the constant stream of remote associations and unrelated ideas, the kind of creativity that serves when logic fails. The thoughts that come in the shower or on a walk or looking at the blue sky. And then there is convergent thinking, 
the aspect of creativity which is evaluative. It relies on analysis, concentration, and the elimination of distraction so as to evaluate the necessary information and refine it. We need both to be truly creative. We need the interaction of our thoughts with our environment to generate new ideas, and we need the focus and tedium of analyzing information and refining and revising to bring that thought or that great idea into fruition. Creativity takes time. Creativity is within each and every one of us, and just like talent, creativity can be developed. So where will you take this today? Let me walk all the way back around to craft. The work of one's own hands in the creation of something that is meaningful to one's soul is the window to creativity and even more so into spirituality. Turning one's attention inward, creating a new idea or making a new connection is the systematic process of paying attention to one's daydreams, to listening to one's random thoughts, allowing the right hemisphere to locate a solution when logic fails. Craft requires both the capture of a new idea and the focus of revision. Is there a craft that intrigues you? Is there a creative activity that you have always wanted to learn? Are you willing to set aside the time to begin to learn or to reawaken what you learned once but then let go because your life got too busy or too cluttered? Is it time now? Time for you to allow creativity and craft back into your life? All right, here's your challenge. Can you take what we've spoken of today and make it work for you in your life? Can you imagine how this might affect the lives you touch? Become excited about a new idea and imagine how that excitement carries you to other people. Imagine how you can take this information and make this a great day. You truly deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week.